Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Today we conclude our four-part series on spiritual warfare in the Bible. We're studying how to pray today, not just the Lord's Prayer, but did you know Jesus taught many secrets on how to have a successful prayer life? Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On today's show, we're continuing in part four, our conclusion out of a four-part series on spiritual warfare. Now, why do I teach on spiritual warfare? Is it because, oh, I'm the expert on spiritual warfare? No, I'll tell you what, uh, I have learned from more educated men than me, what I'm sharing with you, and the Bible is our teacher, Jesus is our teacher. I am uh, not the expert in these things. I am teaching on these matters because there is such a great need in the bottom body of Christ. There is, there is so much uh, lack of education on spiritual warfare that I thought it was critical that we bring you these important teachings and they will be produced now in the form of a DVD that we will mail to your house. It'll be out on the website, available for sale in a couple of months, suggested donation, I don't know. But, but get this material into your friend's hands because there are so many people, we'll give you a discount if you buy them in bulk, uh, who need the, the spiritual warfare tools that we are teaching. And the last one we're gonna talk about extensively today is how to pray. Jesus himself taught us how to pray. Now I know the people of the Old Testament, they're experts on prayer. Paul in the New Testament, the epistles, all a lot of important material on how to pray. I'm gonna focus today on the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because Jesus the Master himself was the preeminent expert, not my words, but his words on how to pray and give you a successful prayer life. Why is it important? Well, the first question we have to <clears throat> self-evaluate is, do we, in fact, pray? Ask is the very first thing, Matthew 7. Ask in Matthew 7. If you're not asking, if you're not praying, you're not even accessing the greatest source of power and strength in the universe, God himself. And he wants to commune with us as Jesus teaches in Matthew 7. This is one of the keys to spiritual warfare. In fact, you should ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. You know, if you're not asking God, if you don't have a prayer life, you're missing out on the most powerful ally in the battle, as we talked in segment one. He is the commander, right? We're just a soldier in his army. But if the commander shows up on the scene, he's gonna wage this war even without you, but it'd be better if you had a connection with him through prayer. Let's talk about agreement. Jesus taught about one element of successful prayer is the power of agreement. That simply means you have many people praying for the same thing and we all agree with each other. As it says in Matthew 18, again I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. 
When people ask me, Chaplain, you pray on television. Why do you have to pray on television? Can't you just go in your closet? Yeah, there's a time for that and I do that. I pray privately without agreement from anybody sometimes. But you know there's also power to pray together. And that's why on television we can have two, three thousand people saying the word Amen. Did you know Amen? It's a very simple word in, in the, the original language is translated to English, it just means so be it, let it be so, I agree. If, I, if someone else is praying and I say I agree with that prayer, Amen, suddenly I have multiplied the effectiveness of their prayer. They said the prayer, I didn't even have to think about it. But if I say Amen, then now there's two of us. If another person over here says Amen, there's three of us. God is gonna answer that prayer because now it's offered in agreement as Jesus teaches in Matthew 18. Let's talk about faith. Faith is an important element of prayer. If you pray full of doubt, God's not gonna answer your prayer. That might even be offensive. You might get the opposite of what you're asking for if you doubt. But if you pray with faith, Jesus says these words in Matthew 21. Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to this fig tree, you know, Jesus had cursed a fig tree and it withered, but, but you will say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and it will, be, it will happen. Whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. If you have faith, God will answer your prayers. Now, I don't always know what prayer, what faith means, right? There's a whole series we could do on what does that word mean, but I'll tell you this, if you don't have it, God's not gonna answer your prayers. But if you do have it, whatever you ask for in prayer, you're gonna receive it. For me, faith, and this is the simplest definition that I've come to over many years and many different Bible studies, it simply means surrender of your heart and mind. This is true faith. The devil believes in God, but never surrenders his heart and mind. And that's what we Christians do. God, I surrender to you. When I'm praying, I, I give you my mind, come and rule me. That is true faith and God will answer your prayers if you pray like that. How about forgiveness? Jesus taught us uh, that in order to have a successful prayer life, you've got to forgive your neighbor who has done wrong to you. Mark 11, he says this. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive. For if you have anything against anyone, forgive. Why? So that your Father who is in heaven might forgive you your trespasses. Now think about this. I mean, there's other parables Jesus taught about, about what happens to people who don't forgive. But let me just say this. If you're angry with your neighbor, if you're fighting with your wife or your spouse, if you hate uh, you know, people who have done wrong to you, then why should you expect that God will forgive you who have also done wrong? Uh-oh, now the shoe's on the other foot. Did you know for God to forgive your sins and hear your prayers and answer your prayers, that he expects you to forgive those people who hurt you? Sometimes we get in, the, in our heart this bitter root judgment against our neighbor, this anger towards our neighbor. Until we release that sin, God will not answer our prayers. It will stand in as a blockage to your prayers being answered. Forgive your neighbor from the heart and you'll be, one, you'll be amazed at how quickly God will answer your prayers after that. 
Let's talk about persistence and then we're gonna take a short break. Uh, in Luke 18, Jesus talks about persistence and he tells a parable of this widow who goes to an unjust judge. The unjust judge says to the widow, although I neither fear God nor respect man, but because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. That's the analogy and Jesus explains, will not God give justice to his elect who cry out to him day or night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. You know, God is gonna answer your prayers quickly and faster if you don't give up, if you persist. Be like that widow who's pounding, pounding, pounding on the door of the judge. I'm gonna pray until you answer me. That persistence, God likes that. He's gonna be even faster than the unjust judge. He'll give you justice because he loves you and he's even more willing to answer your prayers than some crummy old judge. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about praying again in Jesus' name. But when the 72 were sent out in Luke 10 after this. If you live in Colorado or are willing to come to Colorado Springs, I wanna treat you to a free steak dinner or chicken or fish. But we are having a gala fundraising charity event on the night before Veterans Day. It's gonna be Thursday, 10 November. And you can sign up right now when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org click on the word event, or call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God and press option five. Why are we giving away a free dinner? Because we want you to help us change the world. We're doing three important things here. We're broadcasting the gospel on television. We're funding and supporting orphans and children in India. And we are defending religious freedom, especially for our troops. Our guest speaker is retired three-star general Rod Bishop. Also, Audrey Beckett will be there. She'll be back fresh from India. And I, Dr. Chaps, you wanna have dinner with me, don't you? Sign up today or call us at 866-Obey-God. Thanks for coming. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my original My Slippers are back in stock. You've made them a huge success, and now I've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. And with your promo code, you still save $90 a pair. Not only that, I'm having the biggest closeout sale ever on our sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90 on my original My Slippers, or for as low as $19.98, you can get our sandals or slides. Quantities won't last long, and with my 60-day money-back guarantee, you can rest assured they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Again, we're continuing part four, concluding our series on spiritual warfare. Let's talk about Jesus' name. Why do I have to pray in the name of Jesus? Now the Navy told me this, right? Uh, Chaplain, just pray to God and say amen. But don't say in Jesus' name because we're offended when you say in Jesus' name. I'll tell you why the name of Jesus has power because God wants to share glory with his son. Now, now you can pray to God without saying Jesus' name, but I'll tell you, God will answer your prayers faster if you do pray in Jesus' name. Why? 
Here's what the Bible says in John 14. Jesus teaches us, whatever you ask in my name, Jesus says, in my name, this I will do. Why? So that the Father may be glorified, where? In the Son. He even repeats it. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. So every time I pray to the Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Or even if I ask Jesus, I pray in Jesus' name. Why? Because the Father wants to answer your prayers. Yes, he loves you. You're his child too. But did you know the Father wants to share glory with the Son? If you had a choice, let's say you're God, right? And you're looking down on person A is praying, not in Jesus' name. Person B is praying in Jesus' name. I'm gonna answer the prayer of the person who prays in Jesus' name. And I will not answer the prayer of the person who does not pray in Jesus' name, why? Because as the father, I'm thinking, I wanna share glory with my son. I want Jesus to get credit for this prayer. And that's why I'm gonna answer this person's prayer who prayed in Jesus' name. So Jesus gets the credit. The father wants to give Jesus the credit. And I think he's gonna resist a little bit if you don't pray in Jesus' name, eh, then I would, the father would get all the credit. Jesus wouldn't get any credit. Why should I answer that person's prayer? I'm gonna answer this person's prayer because then the son gets the credit. I'm telling you, that's, that's why. Abiding in Christ is such an important element to prayer. What does it mean to abide? It means to dwell, to live, to, to have him living inside of me as I'm living inside of him. It's like, like throwing an empty Coke bottle into the ocean, okay? Uh, it fills with water and it sinks to the bottom. Is the Coke bottle in the ocean? Yes but is the ocean in the Coke bottle? Yes. So what if, it's a silly analogy to, Jesus said it better in John 15. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. What does that mean? If God abides in you, if he dwells in you richly and then his words abide in you, then you can ask whatever you want and God's gonna answer that prayer. It, it works, believe me. God answers your prayers faster if the Holy Spirit is abiding and dwelling in you. <clears throat> in another place he said, I am the vine and you're the branches. Unless the vine is, unless the branches are plugged into the vine, they're gonna wither up and dry up. You gotta be plugged in to the, the vine. That's the source of the sap, the sugar, the water that flows into your prayers. Abide in him. Let's now cover briefly the Lord's Prayer. I'm not gonna, many of you have this memorized, right? But I wanna pick apart some important key phrases in Matthew 6, when Jesus teaches you how to pray. This is the manner in which he taught the disciples how to pray. Our Father, did you know God is your Father? Well, where is he? In heaven, hallowed be your name. We've gotta revere the name of God, bring, bring honor and, and hallowedness to his name, that's our, our, the humility of our attitude. Thy kingdom come, what are we praying for? The king to rule in us. God, I want you to, to be my king. Let your kingdom rule me, is what he's saying. Thy will be done, not my will, God. Just like in Gethsemane, he prayed, not my will, but your will be done, God. Where? Well, let it be done here on earth in the same way it's being done up in heaven. Did you know up in heaven, 
God's will is always done. The angels are up there, they're always obeying God. God's kingdom is there, he's always being obeyed. Here on earth, it's not being done. Well, we gotta pray it from there to here. Let God's will be done here on earth, the same way it's already being done up in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Don't worry about your provisions. Don't worry if you're gonna have enough money or food for tomorrow. God will give you just enough bread for today. That's all we should ask for. Don't ask for too much. Ask for enough to get through the day. And forgiveness, we already talked a little about it, but God will answer your prayer if you forgive us our debts in the same way we forgive other people that are debtors to us. I know they offended you, I know they hurt you, I know they owe you a debt, cancel their debt. And you know what, God's gonna cancel your debt if you forgive others. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Some translations say from the evil one, right? Pray yourself out of temptation. God, don't lead me into temptation today. Keep me pure, keep me holy. Deliver me from the evil one. The devil is like a, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's coming after us. Save me from evil. Save me from the devil. This is what you should ask God. Why? So that he gets glory. For his is the kingdom. Thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. God, we wanna give you the credit. We want you to have all of this in Jesus' name. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk about a final exorcism story about jealousy. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Do you need a physical or spiritual healing? Are you being tested or tried? When Jesus needed to pray, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you need to really connect with God? If you're visiting Colorado Springs, come see the Gateway Prayer Garden just south of the city along Interstate 25. Walk our prayer trails among the trees by the beautiful Fountain Creek. Stand at the foot of our large cross and connect with Jesus. Enter our life-size replica of the empty tomb and spend time reading key Bible verses etched in stone along our ground cross as big as a football field. Join our worship gatherings and plan to attend our annual Easter sunrise worship service. We're located off I-25 exit 132A at 8035 Bandley Road, just north of the KOA campground. Experience Jesus at gatewayprayergarden.org. That's gatewayprayergarden.org. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I wanna make available to you a new resource, a four part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. 
Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Our last segment today, I just wanna reiterate the power of renouncing sins and demons and inviting holiness and the Holy Spirit. Renouncing and inviting are key elements in the prayer strategy that I've been teaching you that begins with exorcism. And here are some scriptures on renouncing and inviting. Okay, let's go to Luke chapter 14. So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce, everybody say renounce, all that he has cannot be not my disciple. Well, I take that to mean especially your sins, right? Let's start with the sins. God, I renounce my lust, I renounce my pride, I renounce my uh, greed, I renounce everything that is selfish about me, I renounce it all, I don't want it anymore. Here's another scripture from 2 Corinthians 4 but we have renounced disgraceful underhanded ways. Or how about Titus 2? Training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly possessions and live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age. Why is it important that we renounce our sins? Because it undoes the legal authority we have given the devil to be inside of us. You know the devil has permission to be inside of us until what? We renounce the sin. When you renounce the sin, a miracle happens. The devil loses his legal authority to remain in you. And this happened to me. People ask me, chaplain, do you cast demons out of Christians? I'll just tell you my story. I had been a Christian for 20 years. From 1986, maybe to, maybe it was, maybe it was 15 years. About 2002, I was at a conference and they were teaching about the connection between demons and sins. And they were teaching about the sin of jealousy. And I was listening, I was just in a church and there was a gentle old woman who was teaching through the Bible about how jealousy is a terrible sin, but it is connected to a demon of jealousy. And so you should consider, for example, have you ever felt jealous about another person? You ever look at what they have and you say, God, I wish I had what they have. They have money and I don't have money. They have blessing and I don't have blessing. They have power or, or, for me it was a big platform, right? I always wanted to preach on, a, on the biggest platform, on the biggest stage and, and I was jealous of other ministers. I was like, God, how come they have this, this platform and, and I'm not allowed to preach? Have you ever felt angry towards that person and you thought in the back of your mind, God, uh, I don't like that person anymore. They have something that I want and I don't have it, so I hate them. And suddenly this demon of jealousy begins to creep up inside of your soul. And this gentle old woman is teaching on the stage and I began, she said, take a moment and self-examine. And she saw it, uh, quoted some scripture, I think out of Proverbs, jealousy is the rottenness of the bones. And jealousy is a sin. And She led me through a very simple prayer to renounce the sin of jealousy, and it went like this. Father in heaven, I self-examine and I see the jealousy inside of my own heart. Father in heaven, I'm sorry, I repent of my sin. Jesus, take away from me. I renounce the sin of jealousy and I renounce the demon of jealousy. Take it out of me in Jesus' name. Instead, I receive the spirit of love and selflessness and humility and I forgive those whom I have hated and I ask you to bless them 
Father, I, I, I receive the Holy Spirit of blessing others instead of hating others and I love my neighbor even if they have more than I do. I pray that you give them more than I have. God bless them even more than you bless me. I take this position of humility in Jesus name, amen. So I repeated that prayer with this nice woman and she looked me in the eyes and she said, you, and she pointed to me out of all the people in the room. She said, did you mean this prayer? Did you renounce the sin of jealousy and the demon of jealousy? I said, yes. She said, did you mean this? And I said, yes. And she looked at me with her very thin, frail old woman with the most powerful finger I ever saw. She pointed in my eyes and said, now you foul demon of jealousy, come out of this man in Jesus name. He has renounced you. And I felt something inside of me. It was like this spirit of anger and hatred. And it was behind, it was in my belly and then in my heart and in my chest and then it was looking behind my eyes and it hated this gentle old woman with all that was in me. I hated her. And she said, come out of him in Jesus name. And I, boop, the demon left me and I began to weep and weep and weep with love for Jesus. And he filled me with love, not only for Jesus, but for those fellow ministers of whom I had been jealous. And he forgave my, my terrible sins and the anger and jealousy came out of me and the spirit of love and gentleness came into me. And I was filled with the spirit of God. You know, we've been talking about spiritual warfare and I wonder, have you ever experienced this kind of deliverance? If this is you, I wanna pray with you. Would you pray with me right now? Father in heaven, I pray in Jesus' name for any one of this, these people who are watching, who have, have been filled with these demonic and sinful thoughts and now they recognize, God, that's in me. Even if I've been a Christian for a long time, God, I don't want the sins in me. I don't want any demons in me. Jesus, take them out of me. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our our sins from us. Jesus, forgive me of this sin. I renounce my sin, I renounce the demons. I invite holiness, I invite the Holy Spirit. Jesus, come into me and be the Lord of this area of my life, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed with me, I want you to look into my eyes right now. Your sins are forgiven, go and sin no more. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command this foul spirit to come out of you and never to return. Your sins are forgiven. And I invite, just as you have invited, the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ to come into you and rule your heart and fill you with himself. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for watching, I'm Dr. Chaps. Check out our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore, you can find this entire series there. We'll see you next time. I'm Dr. Chaps. Do you wanna get free news alerts faster than everybody else? Do you wanna get invitations to private events to come meet me in person? Do you wanna get a free religious freedom window decal? Pick up your phone, it's right there by your hand and text this word, text the word PRAY to 24365. Text the word PRAY to 24365 and we'll sign you up. Then call us at 866-ObeyGod. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D to get a free religious freedom sticker. Call today. 
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.